and love is all that I can give to you. Love is more than just a game for two. Two in love can make it. Take my heart and please don't break it. Love was made for me and you. Welcome to Love Savers Radio, ministering the blessings of covenant. This is Walter and Sandy Fox from Love Savers Ministry, called by God to minister the blessings of the marriage covenant by enriching, encouraging, strengthening, and praying for the healing of marriages, especially marriages in crisis. Hi, Love Savers listeners. This is Keith Davis, the proprietor of the Golden Pear Cafes. As I enter my 30th year of marriage, I encourage you to seek the Lord's guidance and wisdom for your marriage, for He is the one who can help you day by day in building a lifetime of peace, joy, fond memories, and a beautiful family. When Anne walked into the Golden Pear to apply for a job as Golden Pear's first pastry chef, I had no idea that God had brought my future wife and mother of our three children literally to my front door. But that is exactly what he did. And although we have had our challenges and ups and downs, God has richly blessed our marriage and he gets the glory for our 30 years together. So I encourage you to seek God's will and use Love Savers as a resource to improve and bless your marriage. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Mark chapter 10, verse 9. Today's guest author is John Trent. He and Gary Smalley wrote the book, The Language of Love. John asked the question, are you speaking the wrong language? He says that words have incredible power, especially when they say what you mean and mean what you say. But that same power can be self-defeating, even destructive. When the message heard doesn't match the message intended. He says to make the most of your communications by learning the language of love. Sandy talks with John Trent about his book, The Language of Love, The Secret of Being Instantly Understood. Let's listen. Hello, John. Hi, how are you doing? Okay. Wonderful to talk to you. We're going to be discussing your book, The Language of Love, which is revised and updated and was co-authored with Gary Smalley. That's uh, such a wonderful honor to have had such a nice friendship with Gary Smalley, who I have no doubt is in heaven now. And we never had an opportunity to have um, an interview with Gary Smalley, but we have several times with his son, Greg, and his wife, Erin. (laughs) So we've gotten pretty close to him anyway. So you talk about the secret to being instantly understood by those you love. Can you share that with us, please? Well, um, you know, for so many of us in relationships, we tend to just say the same thing at different volume levels. You know what that's like? You know, you say something, they don't quite understand, so we say it again or we say it louder and um and really what gary and i did in this 
book and and really try to communicate is is there is a tool that we can use that is incredibly powerful and practical um it's called an emotional word picture and it's really a way to help somebody not just hear your words but really feel them and man when that happens it can really be amazing what happens can i give you a quick example yes please Okay, so um, when I was first married, uh, I was in my doctoral program. I was working in a church full time, uh, so full time student, full time uh, work, and then I was in three softball leagues because you know I needed some exercise. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, you know my wife, uh, we had just been married, and after you know she was getting so frustrated. We never talk. You don't explore me anymore. We don't have any. Any, you know, you're, you're just so busy. Um, when are we going to get to talk? And I'd say, well, just drive with me to my softball games. And for some reason, she didn't want to join the rest of the team and do that. Yeah. And, um, and then one morning... Um, here's what happened. Um, her dad was a construction guy and she'd get up early and cook breakfast for him, just grew up doing that. So she would do the same thing for me. So I walk out, there's breakfast, except it's not breakfast, it's a book. And she had put a book on my plate. And um, it was a book on advanced psychopathology. It was a textbook. It was a class I was taking in my doctoral program. And um, and, and I go, what's this? And she goes, well, well, this is breakfast. I go, no, come on, what is it? She goes, well, this is our relationship. And I was actually so arrogant at the time. I hate to say this, but, I mean, I, I literally, uh, I thought, well, great. She's, you know... Maybe she's thinking I need to apologize or something. Well, I was on the menu instead. She goes, she goes. No, this is. You remember when you read this book all the time last semester, and that was my last semester textbook. Okay. Yeah. And I had read it a ton, and you know, and she goes, you couldn't, you know, you read it all the time. You studied for the test, then you took the test, and where is it now? And guess where it was? I was using it as a doorstop in my study. And, she, and uh, she goes, you know what? That's what I feel like. I feel like now that we're married, you, you know, you've you passed the test, and I'm just kind of a doorstop. You're doing all these important things that, to you, and uh, I'm like a I'm like a textbook. And I remember my head dropped, and um, you know, I wrestled in college, and and I uh, I've been beat up, but I'm telling you that emotionally just and my head just dropped and i remember looking up finally and and i did two things thank the lord one was i just said you know hey i i am so sorry because i mean i felt it i understood what she was saying finally yeah. and then i said and then i said well so tell me what would be one thing i could do that would be like you know reading the book with you and I'm telling you, it just it began to change everything. So, so that's what we talk about in this book. Is it's, there's a concept that Jesus used that's used by the greatest, you know, you know, Churchill, Kennedy, Reagan, you know, the greatest communicators of all time have, you know, would use word pictures, and um, and that's what we're trying to get people to do to really help them, you know, better communicate, but also gain clarity and praise and it'll be fun to get to talk about today. Right. Um, I love the story about leftovers. Could you tell us that one? 
Well, you know, you know that that's one of you know uh, kind of Gary's stories. You know, yeah. but 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 it's it's um, you know kind of similar to mine. You yes, know, yes. that 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 uh, you know with Gary, he um, you know he he felt like that uh, you know he that you know Norma, his wife, you know, kind of felt like that she was just getting leftovers, you know, from from him. Now, you know, that's you know that's okay i mean there's nothing wrong quote unquote you know with saving some food but but let me tell you when um like i had a lady that shared a word picture recently that her husband was a builder okay yeah and so she was explaining to him uh you know what was going on in their relationship and and she goes you know what i feel like she goes i feel like you've taken the roof off of our house and you've put it on all these projects you're doing, so they're all covered up. But we don't even have a we don't even have a roof over our head. And all of a sudden, so we see it's okay to do you know leftovers if it's you know it's like you know you don't always have to have a, a steak, but you know you don't want to just have your home be like leftovers, or you don't want to have you know um, so you know where you don't want to say well hey we don't want to have we don't even have a roof when you're using you're using what should go to us it goes everywhere else and we're just uncovered, and so those are the kinds of things and it sounds really difficult or maybe you have to be creative but we can talk about that you know word pictures aren't that hard to come up with and um they're everywhere and uh and again you just need to get started trying them right any other recommendations for using emotional word pictures to making feelings and intentions clear yeah oh no absolutely um well you know again start off by saying what is it that you want to communicate do you want to praise somebody do you want to clarify uh something do you want to um you know correct them um so here let me give you a quick example so i'm I'm out in the yard. Uh, I'm getting ready to go on a trip. Our two kids, you know, our two kids are out playing with me in the backyard, and um, and I was trying to think, man, I got to go out of town. Now the kids were young at the time. That's the hardest job on the planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, is raising raising young kids. I mean, I get to I fly around. And okay, maybe the plane's later. You're stuck with the weather, but but I'm meeting people and talking with them and staying in a nice hotel and and um. And, you know, Cindy has no help. She's taking care of two young kids. They're, yeah. She's on call 24-7. So we were playing outside. Now, don't, you know, you're old enough, uh, I think, to remember. Uh, do you remember clotheslines? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, this day and age, you know, you have to explain it. But right. back before there were dryers, people would put a clothesline up. They still do it kind of today sometimes. Right. But you'd, you'd put clothes up on the clothesline. But then, but then the wind would blow it off. So you'd use what clothespins, right? So one of our daughters runs up to me, and I'm thinking in my mind, Lord, I want to tell. I want Cindy to get the picture 
that I really appreciate her when I go out of town and she has to, you know, just take care of everything. And Carrie runs up her youngest uh, and goes, hey, Dad, what is this? And it was a clothespin. So we didn't know. We had a dryer, but whoever had the yard before us had a clothesline. And it's this old wooden, rusted clothespin, you know. Right. I go, that's it. So we go inside and Cindy's cooking dinner. I tap her on the shoulder and I go, hey, honey, I, you know, I head out tomorrow morning. I just want you to know something. You turn around, look at me, and she turns around, and I hand her the clothespin. And I go, I want you to know this is you. And she goes, oh, great. I'm I'm rusted out. I'm falling apart. Thank you. And I go, no, no, no. I, I, what I mean is you do such a great job of holding everything together when I have to head out of town. You know what? You're like a solid gold clothespin. Well, wow. we come, we come, I come back from the trip. Gary and I go on this trip. I come back. Is, you know, maybe three days later, guess what she's done? She's painted it white, put a, drew a red heart on it, glued a magnet on the back, and where is it today? It's right on the refrigerator. Still is. You know, 35 years later, it's still on the refrigerator because she gets the picture. And so that's what you do. You figure out, how do I want to use it? What's yeah. something that illustrates it? And then, but make sure it links with you know, with what they do and who they are. Right. And boy, you can get some really great, great, uh, um, you know, things uh, to, to communicate with. Right. You say that emotional word pictures can really inspire action and change. Can you unpack that one for us? Sure. Um, uh, you know, Sandy, think about with kids, you know, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a counselor and uh, it's my day job and, and I, I lead strongfamilies.com, but I also work at Moody and in, in train the next generation of marriage and family counselors. And, and um, But one of the things that you're trying to do is get people to change, right? To take some steps. Yes. But for a lot of people, they can't even, how do you even talk about it? So remember this one young lady comes in She's about 11 years old. She's with her mom, and she's been abused by a trusted individual, quote-unquote. And, um, and now try asking a 11- or 12-year-old kid or a 17-year-old or, or a 50-year-old. So, um, all right, tell me how you're feeling about what happened. I mean, they just, they just you know, go blank or, you know, uh, close up, you know. And so here's what I did is I cut out a whole bunch of pictures before she came in. Uh -huh. And, I mean, pictures of sunsets and maybe a picture of, uh, uh, um, you know, horse. And, and I, I, won, I had one that was a submarine, okay. Uh -huh. So I have about 20 pictures. I go, do me a favor when she comes in. I go, you know, um, just, just here on the table, which one pictures how you're feeling today? She instantly picks up the submarine, and it's one of these, you know, remember that like the Navy, yeah. one of these uh, recruitment things where the submarine's coming up out of the water, and, and um, I just cut out the picture of the submarine, and I go, well, explain that. She goes, well, ever since this happened, didn't say what it was, but ever since this happened, she goes, I feel like I'm in a submarine, and I, I got my periscope up. I can see everybody else, but nobody can see me anymore. Oh. And so guess, guess what we talked about the next six sessions? 
well, you know, why can't they see you? You're underwater. Is there anybody down there uh, with you? Is it dark? Is the Lord in there with you? What would it take to build a, you know, to build a dock uh, and to come back up on land? And and um, so we and, and because what pictures do is they allow you to take even difficult things that when we need to change, but it's so hard, hard to handle sometimes. And um, today, neurobiologists, you know, call this um, basically framing, you know, where you, uh, they used to be called therapeutic metaphors. Now it's called framing, you know, uh-huh. where, where you take something and you, you, and if you can put a frame around it, then you can walk up and, and begin to look at it. And you're a little, you're far enough away from the picture to where you can begin to speak into it or even begin to make some changes. So, you know, we've already talked about praise and correction and clarification for drawing out someone, kind uh-huh. of just like we talked about with the pictures. So um, anybody that needs to communicate needs to be using word pictures, and that's what the language of love is all about. Uh-huh. Do you also call that milking when you're trying to... Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. what milking a word picture is, yeah, absolutely, is um, like, you know, kind of like I mentioned, uh, milking a word picture is, is really, you know, saying, okay, how can we use this again? Or how can I use it, you know, to go deeper? Uh, or, or, you know, the next time something comes up, it can become shorthand for, uh, you know, for, for something. Um, can I give you a quick example? Yes. Um, so, so Gary and I, the first time we we just met and uh, I was speaking at the same camp he was called Forest Home out in California now he was doing a big main session and I had just gotten started and I was doing a little workshop right and Billy Graham used to preach there yes exactly right yeah Yeah, that's where Billy Graham there's a rock there where he committed himself to go into ministry and Harriet Mears and everybody so but Gary of course was speaking on the main platform I was just doing a workshop. Well, I wasn't at his workshop because I was uh, actually meeting with a couple. And uh, Gary announces, he thought this would help me, okay, is he goes, okay, uh, here's what we're going to do. John's doing a workshop later, but he's not going to do it later. Um, I already talked with the camp people, and he's going to do it in the afternoon because, you, you know, there's so many choices of workshops, and you've got to come and hear his thing. It's so good. And so cancel what you're doing. Cancel. Now, these were people that they were there with their family. You know, they were doing biking or they're going to go on the lake or they're going to ride horses <laughs> because you've got to right. cancel whatever you're doing and I mean everybody ought to be so I walk in after the thing and he goes guess what I did and I go you're I don't have the material all right for that many people and all this stuff and it was by about halfway through half the people had walked out of the workshop it was so bad and from, <laughs> and from on, when, for that one right? oh my god yeah, so much for the other right oh, yeah I, I didn't have any handouts. I didn't have anything. Yeah. So what we would do for the for the next ten years when we worked together, whenever Gary would would suggest, "Well, let's do something," and we really weren't prepared to do it, I'd say, "Gary, 
never forced home. And instantly he would go, okay, I get it. I get it. We're not going to, we're not ready to do that. You know? And, yeah. um, and so those are the kinds of things, you know, it seems like a small thing, but man, when we can communicate and go right to their heart, you can change them, encourage them. It's just really a fun tool. Yes. What is your communication advice for connecting with loved ones? Well, um, you know, I think, again, for a lot of us, is it really helps if we can speak their, uh, you know, picture something that makes, you know, sense to them. Um, I, I keep asking you, but can I give you another, yes, another picture, another please. example? Okay. So, and of course, people can go at encouragingwords.com. There's a whole website where uh, on using word pictures, and they can download 101 word pictures that Gary and I used, and all these kinds of things uh, or the get the book language of love but but here's an example um i was uh we were doing a facebook group which everybody does these now you know yeah and we had a really fun time and i love how honest some people are you know on these things and she goes this lady that was on the group she goes well I'm going to try this word picture thing, but it's not going to work because my husband, he was a builder, she said. He's real stoic. He's a wonderful guy, great provider. But she goes, I'm going to, it's his birthday and I want to do something real special. So I'm going to get him a word picture, except it's not going to work. So this is her saying that. So then next week, right, we meet with this Facebook group. She goes, she's the first one, you know, you're not going to believe. And she goes, honey, um, she goes, you know, I'm going to give you a present too, but before, I, you know, you get your present here and she and her daughter, they're having dinner with the, with the husband, uh, with her husband. They had one daughter, you know, and she goes, I want you to know something. And she pulls out these two posters that are big, flashy neon posters. Yeah. And she goes, this is your, this is your daughter. This is your daughter. And this is me. We're neon posters that just are made to shine and show off and be bright. And, but you know what a poster needs? And he goes, uh, what? And she walks, she walks him over and she goes, see this wall? So she goes, a poster really needs a beige wall, but it needs a wall that's sturdy and steady and, um, and it'll hang smooth and just the way it's supposed to. And guess what? We get to be who God created us to be because you're so solid and, and steady and you provide that wall for us. And she, here's she, she's typing, you know, it's a Facebook group, you know, yeah. and she goes, he begins to cry. <laughs> she's, totally, she's totally in shock. Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, he's never done so, you know, and she's thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, but he's a builder. I mean, all of us, she's speaking his language, you know, yeah. and, and that's what we're trying to get people to do is say, look, use a word picture that connects with somebody. And it can be a great way to go over their defenses uh, and go right into their heart. And that heart to heart communication can be nothing less than life changing. Yes. How do these practices align with Jesus' teaching methods? Wow. Man, we could do a whole program just on that. Um, parables, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Think about this. 46 times in Scripture, Jesus uses a parable. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't want to use, you know, 
uh, new wine and put it in old wine skins. You don't take a light and put a bushel over it. You know, he's the lion of Judah and the lamb of God. And, and you look at time after time in scripture, um, and part of the reason why, and I think this is really interesting now, in the book we've, we've updated so much, it's 60% new content, and a lot of it has to do with just, just the whole neurobiology. Why do these things work? Why do stories work? Well, here's something kind of interesting. So uh, today they do brain mapping. You know, well, certainly in Jesus' day, I mean, he could have maybe done the, uh, the Lord, but, but um, people weren't doing brain mapping then. But guess what they were doing is, Today, uh, one of these studies that we looked at is were people that would attend, uh, they were attending church, and for a lot of women in particular, their EKGs their, and their brain maps were, you know, you'd see areas fire pretty much during the whole talk, uh-huh. okay? When somebody was with men in particular, you'd see spikes, and then here's another spike, and then here's uh-huh. another spike. And guess what it was? It was when the speaker or the pastor was sharing an example or a story. And what I'm getting at is is that I think part of why the Lord used so many metaphors, you know, in my Father's house are many dwelling places, which, now that can be true and a metaphor too, you know, yes, certainly right. it's true, but it's a, you know, just because it's a metaphor doesn't mean necessarily it's not uh, reality. But okay. the point is, is that he would use these metaphors and, and people, you know, people would just light up. They would remember it. It was. Do you remember the name Corey Tinboom? Oh, of course. Corey Tinboom. Yeah. Well, she was a Holocaust. Remember, she was a Holocaust, Holocaust survivor. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And wrote. Uh, her sister died in the concentration camp she was in, and then yeah. she was miraculously set free. And um, the next week, literally everybody at her age was was eradicated, and. Um, and exterminated and, and here but God set her free and she spent the rest of her life just you know talking with people about healing and forgiveness well she lived with Gary in Norma Smalley oh my goodness I didn't know that and, yeah this was in in Chicago when Gary was working with Bill Gothard who uh-huh. did these basic youth conflict seminars and uh, on the property there uh, where Gothard was they had a house and Corey lived uh it was kind of like a house and had a little grandmother house and Corey lived there. She was getting, and she was the one that told Gary, don't you ever talk without using a word picture. So what Corey would do, for example, is I don't know if you ever heard her speak, but she would like talk about the Holocaust. And while she was talking about it, she had a tapestry and it was turned the wrong way. So all you could see were all these threads oh, yeah. going somewhere. Okay. And then she'd talk about that. And she goes, you know, it made no sense at the time to me. You know, why is this happening? And Lord, how could you let this happen? And, and then she turns it around and says, but, you know, once you, you know, when, when I get to heaven, it's like um, God has woven all these things into a picture. Now I can see it more clearly. But do you see what I'm getting? So she, yes. so Gary, Gary learned about word pictures from Corey Tinboom. I learned about it through, through counseling. Uh-huh. And uh, and again, you know, just these really great communicators. I think yeah. we can say, how do we do it? And it's not that hard to do. We just need to get started. Yeah. Well, I taught at a Christian school years ago, and um, believe it or not we read Carrie Ten Boom's book 
Um, yeah. Yeah, my students and I. Right? So that's amazing, though. I didn't know her connection to Gary Smalley. That's amazing. So it's really a fun tool to use. You know, go to encouragingwords.com or Language of Love. Yeah. And, you know, it's a fun tool to get to, get to learn how to do I this. I wish we could even hear more of those great stories that I read in the book. And we have to leave you now due to time. I wish I could share all of those stories so they have to get the book or listeners so they can hear more. Thank you so much, John, for this wonderful interview and may you be blessed. Well, thank you so much and Lord bless you to you too. All right. Bye for now. Are you or your spouse struggling to stay together? Could you be in need of Christian counseling that will provide biblical solutions and prayer for the restoration and healing of your marriage? This is Sandy and Walter Fox from Love Savers Ministry. We have experienced the devastation of divorce and understand the pain of a marriage in crisis. But here's the good news. God restored our failed marriage after seven years of divorce. We have faith that God can heal your marriage. God hates divorce. We have seen marriages restored by the Lord. So if you're looking for anointed marriage counseling, call us today at 631-604-6397. That's 631-604-6397. Steve.